familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. While the World Health Organization recommends exclusive breastfeeding for six months and up to two years with complementary foods, many women and health professionals are unclear about the benefits of breastfeeding a child past one year. I'm Rose Davina Jakowitz, a lactation consultant at the Outpatient Clinic at Kaiser Permanente in San Diego, California. Today we will be discussing the benefits of breastfeeding a child past one year. This is The Boob Group, Episode 3. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to the Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. The Boob Group is your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Visit our website at theboobgroup.com for more information on how you can become part of our show. You can join our conversation by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. You can also send us comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website or call the Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775. Today we're joined by our expert Rose Davinia Jakowitz and three fabulous breastfeeding moms here in the studio. Ladies, will you introduce yourselves? Sure. Hello, I'm Noreen Barra. I am 36. I um, teach writing at the university level. Um, I have one child, and he's 51 weeks, and <laughs> in a week, um, I will see if I am going to continue doing this thing after this episode. <laughs> I'm LaShawn Everett. I'm 29. I'm a registered nurse and student nurse midwife. I have one child, Elliot, and he is 17 months. I'm Veronica Alvarez Grajeda. I'm 33 years old. I'm a school administrator, and I have one daughter who's 13 months, and I'm still breastfeeding her. <laughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. 
help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Before we get started with today's topic, here's a question you all had for one of our experts. Hi, Boob Group. This is Karen, and I'm calling from Colorado. Uh, My daughter is four months old, and I'm exclusively breastfeeding her. I just went back to work part-time about two weeks ago, and she's been refusing to drink my breast milk from the bottle, which is causing a lot of stress. Um, After listening to your episode about babies that refuse the bottle, I went and smelled my refrigerated breast milk, and I think I have the excess lapis one of your panelists was describing. Can the lactation consultant recommend how to scald my milk? Can I do this at work? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for your call. There are actually many reasons why your milk may smell sour. First, what are you storing your milk in? Sometimes the breast milk storage bags can let in smells from the freezer, which may make your milk smell less than desirable. Try storing in airtight glass containers and see if this helps. Also, store your milk in the back of the freezer rather than the door so that the milk doesn't defrost as the freezer door stays open. Another reason your milk may smell sour is that there may actually be excess lipase in your breast milk. Lipase is a beneficial enzyme found in breast milk that helps break down your milk fat. If your breast milk has excess lipase, the longer the milk is stored, the stronger the smell becomes. The milk is totally safe for your baby to consume, but some babies may reject the milk because of its strong scent and change in flavor. To break the cycle of the excess lipase, you can scald your milk after you express it so that you can store it and use it at a later date. I have known a few moms who have actually kept a bottle warmer in their office when they return to work. Once they pump their milk, they place it in an open glass jar. Then they place this jar in a bottle warmer and scald their milk. Then they pour the milk into a plastic breast milk storage bag or a plastic bottle, since the glass jar may actually break when it's quickly cooled. And then they take their milk in the bag or the bottle, and they put it either into an ice bath or directly into the freezer. There is a great resource online, which can be found on a blog called Simply Rebecca, which discusses scalding milk to get rid of excess lipase. Also, for a more detailed explanation of excess lipase, you can check out Kelly Mom's article, My Express Breast Milk Doesn't Smell Fresh. Hopefully that helps, Karen. Thanks for your call. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing the multiple benefits of breastfeeding your child past one year. Our expert, Rose Davinia-Jakowitz, has been an international board-certified lactation consultant since 1984 and runs the Outpatient Lactation Clinic at Kaiser Permanente in San Diego, California. Rose, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me here. Sure. So Rose, can you tell us what are some nutritional benefits of nursing a baby older than one year? Well, there's many nutritional benefits. In fact, it's a myth that mother's milk becomes less nutritious after a year. Very often I'll have a mom ask me about weaning at a year because she's told that there's no benefits. Uh, In fact, one mother said, why is there benefits at 11 months, but suddenly there's no benefits at 12? What changes in that month? Uh, Mother's milk continues to provide substantial amounts of nutrition. 
breast milk was never designed to be the exclusive feeding method for a baby after six to eight months of life. Um, complementary foods is, is expected, but the immunities in mother's milk actually have been found to increase after um, a year and even mm-hmm. toward two years. Or um, And when baby begins to wean, the um, it's like the body's preparing this baby for other foods and going to daycare and being exposed. So they actually, the uh, infection-fighting properties increase in mother's milk. Um, but it's a complete, you know, um, as far as vitamins and minerals and things like that, um, mother's milk has everything in it even after a year. It's not just in, in the first six months of life. What would you say the emotional benefits are as well for mom and for baby? I asked the, a group of women the other day what are the benefits of nursing long-term because I said I'm going to be here talking to some other mothers, and they said, well, you're right there. If, she, if your little one falls, gets hurt, if they're sick. Um, in fact, a lot of studies have found that breastfed babies, uh, when they're nursed longer, they're actually much more emotionally um, sound, and you actually have more outgoing toddlers, more socially aware, and um, they begin to be more curious. They're not clingy children. And that, that's a myth that if you breastfeed long-term, you're going to have a very whiny, clinging child. And it's actually the exact opposite in most situations. That's really interesting. Have you noticed that, um, ladies, with nursing your children that are at least almost a year <laughs> or over a year? Today, as a matter of fact, uh, my daughter has been under the weather for a few days, and she has been wanting to nurse quite a bit. And it's amazing. I, she's 13 months. I sort of, after a year, had this thing like, okay, well, we'll just see where she goes. We'll see how it works. We'll see if we stop. And we didn't stop. We haven't stopped yet. But I think I think it sort of goes and it ebbs and flows. And right now we're in a major flow where she's <laughs> her body is telling her, you need to nurse. And luckily, my body is fine with that. Um, and I think that it's providing kind of like the uh, antibodies or whatever to make her feel better. But also, it's super comforting to her, like just Mm -hmm. being held and being close. And it's comforting to me, too, because Mm -hmm. I want to take care of her and make everything better. Toddlerhood is a really tough time because they're... What's I mean a number one word that toddlers are hearing is no don't no. touch that no don't <laughs> you know they want to explore they want to do things and mom is kind of that anchor if they go out and explore their environment and suddenly get you know they know they can always come back to mom so it's a very special relationship between mom and baby during that time and um, helps them to be more outgoing not less outgoing yeah I mean I think that's what's a lot of women's fears are is that, you know, we hear that, well, we're spoiling our child or we're, we're making them too dependent on us as parents, but they're dependent on us anyway. I mean, (laughs) 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 they are for many, many, many years past toddlerhood. But, um, but the fact that I, and I've read that as well, that many children who do breastfeed for an extended period of time, longer than the six months, longer than the year, um, sometimes longer than two, um, they are the ones that are more outgoing and more self-confident, um, which is, again, kind of breaks that myth of that mm-hmm. not being the case. LaShawn, what do you notice with your son? Well, I only have him to compare, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he is all over the place, and he, he definitely is very confident and um, very busy. I never was really sure when I first started breastfeeding how long I would go for, but... 
I honestly have no intentions of stopping anytime soon because, I mean, for him more so now, it's just more of a comfort thing. And to be able to provide him that is fabulous. Um, and it gives us time to just bond and cuddle. And um, But yeah, like I said, I, I definitely feel that he's very outgoing, <laughs> very busy. <laughs> Um, I'm, I want to speak to the emotional benefits for a mother. I just started working part-time and I'm getting emotional now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's, it's also coming at a time where he's on the verge of walking and I understand they're clingy and they feed more when they're walking. During this transition, I'm nervous. I'm leaving him with my parents and they're um, learning to take care of him more often. And unfortunately, it's a clingy time. Um, and so that time where I breastfeed him before I leave and then I breastfeed him as soon as I get there is great for both of us and so that I can remind myself this needs to happen. This is what we want to happen. And so in the same way that he's um, going through this phase and, you know, attached to me and clinging to me because he's about to be independent and learn to walk, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this thing and going back to work is a challenge in itself. And so working part-time, it's really good for me to remind myself, like, oh yeah, like get over yourself. He needs you. So like make this work. Don't forget to breathe and relax and it's all going to work out, you know, and it's going to keep on doing that. And so I have to remember the benefits of that so that we grow and go through this transition and all the rest of them Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. I think there's also a misunderstanding is in the, how an older child or a toddler nurses um, I've asked over the uh, past few months, we'll talk about it with somebody and say, well, what do you think of when you think of an 18-month-old or a two-year-old nursing? And somebody immediately goes, well, don't babies nurse like every two to three hours? Mm-hmm. And so they're thinking of a newborn who nurses every mm-hmm. two to three hours, and they're mm-hmm. going, wow, a two-year-old who's nursing every two to three hours. It's a total different nursing, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. And some toddlers may nurse several times a day. Some may only nurse once or twice a day. So it's it's nothing like a newborn or even a six-month-old. Uh, they're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks with you at the dinner table. And so it's a total different type of, a, of experience. And so I think for that reason, when they're thinking these babies or these toddlers are nursing every two hours, well, of course, they're going to be real clingy. No, it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think also, um, like Veronica was saying, when you have a sick child who they may not be eating much otherwise. I mean, we think about when we're sick, the last thing I want to do is sit down and have some, you know, a big dinner. Um, And so at that point, the baby might be nursing more frequently than she would have if she was feeling better. But at least then you know you're providing her with some nutrition, you're providing her with electrolytes, you're providing her with um, not only cuddles, but also to make sure that she stays hydrated, Mm -hmm. um, which is something that is really hard to hydrate a child with a cup or a bottle sometimes um, if they're not feeling so well, but where breastfeeding is that comfort part as well. And so it's great for when your kids are sick. That was one of the things that I saw as being a plus, too, was um, somewhere I read about breast milk feed, filling nutritional gaps that your toddler has. And so even on the days when she's not sick, I feel like this is the, the, the perfect liquid that my body has made for her to, I know what she eats, and some days she's huge appetite, and some days she just really doesn't. And so I feel like this is something that I'm doing for her to make sure that she's getting everything that she needs when she doesn't always want to eat. So I I like that aspect of it too. Absolutely. 
All right, when we come back, we'll discuss the health benefits for the mom who nurses longer than a year, as well as ways to deal with possible criticisms. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, well, we're back. And we'd like to now kind of talk about what are the benefits for the mom um, who breastfeeds the baby uh, past a year old and also um, ways to deal with possible criticism. So, Rose, um, what have you found in your research or, um, or in your training about what are the health benefits for the, not only the baby but for the mom who breastfeeds past a year? There's actually many benefits, and this is an area that a lot of people don't think about because they only think that we're thinking about the baby. But uh, extending nursing, you know, longer nursing can actually help to um, delay the return of fertility um, in some women by suppressing ovulation. That's not saying breastfeeding will prevent pregnancy, but in many situations, in fact, breastfeeding has probably been the largest birth control method worldwide just simply because worldwide women nurse their babies exclusively for long periods of time, and it prevents them from from ovulating. Studies are showing that it reduces the incidence of breast cancer, ovarian cancer, many of the reproductive cancers that uh, are much less. Uh, Breastfeeding protects women against osteoporosis, so that instead of uh, having weaker bones, you actually can have stronger bones. Mothers that have diabetes they find that they require less insulin because their body seems to work better during the lactation phase. Women do have a tendency to lose weight more. Um, You can use up uh, 250 to 500 calories a day just making milk when you're nursing longer, Uh, whereas the bottle-fed mom is going to have to swim 30 minutes or go up and down the steps for for an hour to use those calories, and you just sit and relax and nurse your baby. (laughs) Something that caught my eye on the internet, it says breastfeeding does have side effects. And I thought, what? I just saw that. I I had to click on that. It's like, (laughs) what are they talking about? It was a woman's story uh, about uh, her history of uh, low self-esteem. She had a cesarean. She breastfed her first son, and she breastfed her second. And she said in the long run, she ended up having a much higher self-esteem because Mm -hmm. of what she was able to do. We do know that some of the studies have shown that teens that breastfeed their babies actually have higher self-esteem because of what you are able to do. And and women have said, wow, my body has not only given birth to this baby, but I have grown this baby. I am making milk. You've read of uh, situations that family several years ago that was stuck in the uh, snow. She was a breastfeeding mom. And so her kids, she actually nursed both kids and was able to keep them alive in this snowstorm and cut stuck in the car because of the situation. So, I mean, that's got to make you feel good as a mom because who else could do that? Moms are super moms at what they can do. So, ladies, um, we do want to talk a little bit about criticisms that kind of come around, um, especially in the United States, about breastfeeding your baby for over a year. And because two of you have breast your children uh, past one year, and then um, we also have Noreen, who's uh, considering what's going to happen after next week. Have you received criticism from other people? Have people questioned um, why you would want to continue breastfeeding your babies over a year old? 
I feel like a lot of the times whenever it comes up in conversation, I'll get the, oh, you're still breastfeeding? Or, oh, but he has teeth. <laughs> well, clearly he has teeth. But the content You're like, of- yes, I know. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I, I just tell them that, you know, the breast milk changes to meet the baby's needs and it doesn't stop being nutritious after a year. Um, one of my favorite things to do after I come home from working a 12-hour overnight shift is to be able to crawl in bed with my little one and cuddle and play and feed him and have that bonding time. And, I mean, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to get that as much maybe if I were just strictly bottle feeding. I haven't gotten overt criticism, but I do get people asking me when I'm going to stop a lot. So I kind of take that to mean that they think that I should stop. Maybe that's just my own defenses, but I don't have an answer. Um, I just say I plan to continue until one of us is tired of it or, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't even want to frame it in a negative way just until one of us decides that it's time to finish. Or get the questions already. Um, And I've always gotten the questions and it's always interesting why, I mean, the next time I should ask, well, why do you ask? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm going to ask next time. Sometimes husband chimes in and says, um, when Rex is ready or we haven't decided and stuff. And so it's really nice to have that support, you know, from whether it's your husband mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. your mother-in-law or your mother, whatever your decision is. There's definitely criticism in the United States. There's a lot of judgment around breastfeeding. One, should you do it? Should you not? How long? The people that have these opinions, um, many of them are adamant about it absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that a lot of the people that have this these judgments or these opinions it's based out of not having the accurate information um, and society in general in our culture does not have the best or the most accurate information the most up-to-date information about breastfeeding and I think if everyone was armed with those facts we would see a total different picture because you go to some other cultures where breastfeeding is the norm could sit on the beach mom's topless and toddler comes up and nurse and it's no big deal breasts in our society are sexual objects and if it's a tiny little baby well that's okay but if Mm -hmm. it's somebody who's running around talking and can smile with teeth and eat food (laughs) with a spoon and a fork well they should not be doing that i teach my kid not to smile with teeth (laughs) (laughs) don't smile with your teeth just close your mouth and smile and i don't know if you saw there was a t-shirt that said still breastfeeding still none of your business (laughs) and um so i think different ways of handling criticism um science is on your side There's a lot of information, a lot of research that says breastfeeding the older child has so many more benefits. The world opinion is on your side. The World Health Organization recommends mother breastfeed up to three years. And uh, you can always blame it on your doctor. You can always (laughs) say, well, my doctor says it's best for me. Um, It's better for your health. And then let let your child show the naysayers by uh, proving that he is a well-adjusted, happy, healthy baby. Rose, do you feel that pregnancy impacts your recommendation for breastfeeding moms to breastfeed past a year? Is a yes and no answer okay? Yes, no. yes absolutely. <laughs> that, that's what I like about this show. We want the yes and no Yes answers. and no. Worldwide women, um, the fact that they are nursing longer, but worldwide many women nurse through pregnancy. In our society, I do find um, that many women are encouraged to quit 
I just talked to a mom recently who was told she needed to quit. And she was told the reason for it's because the nutrition of you as a pregnant woman, uh, the nutrition of your growing baby, and the nutrition of the toddler. Well, we can fix all of that. We can make sure you're getting adequate nutrition for the pregnancy, for the growing baby, and for um, the toddler. Um, many women don't stop breastfeeding. And then they just don't bother to tell the doctor they're still doing it. <laughs> so are there potential risks? Yes, there are. If a woman has a high-risk pregnancy, if she's had previous preterm labors, um, she's more at risk for preterm labor. And the hormones of pregnancy, I mean the hormones of lactation, the oxytocin, which causes the milk to, to eject or let down, that also causes contractions. So uh, if a woman, and, and I get this call frequently, you know, should I quit? And if she's healthy, normal, no complications from previous pregnancies, no risk factors with this pregnancy, then she probably doesn't need to. But if she's had history of problems, if she's carrying twins, if she's got a placenta that's low, and she's very high risk for preterm labor, then maybe she might need to quit because we don't want this baby to be born early. Women who do continue to nurse throughout pregnancy, many of them go on to do what we call tandem nurse which, again, most pediatricians and obstetricians don't know that they're doing it because they've already been told to quit, and it's just easier not to tell them. <laughs> but um, I think we need to let them know because I want the physicians to know this is happening more often. It's very common, and it's very normal. Do you feel that there's a cutoff point for breastfeeding? I mean, I guess that kind of gets into a personal type of opinion on that. But um, I mean, can, a, can, a breast, can a mom breastfeed for too long? And I get, open it up not only to Rose, but That, I think, is a panelists. great question. I know when I had my uh, second one, um, I was a brand-new lactation consultant, and I remember saying to my husband, you know what, I'd never nurse longer than a year and a half. <laughs> well, unfortunately, my second one decided she didn't want to nurse, and uh, she only nursed a few weeks, and I was what I have referred to as a closet bottle feeder. <laughs> well... <laughs> When I had my last one, who is now 18, um, and I don't always publicize this because people kind of look at me funny, is she breastfed till four. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, scientific research done by Dr. Detweiler, ha you know, shows that two and a half to seven years is what nurse nursing children have been designed to do. But it is, it's a very personal decision. Um, I think two to three years is very normal and common uh, culture plays a role. You know, mm -hmm. what culture you live in mm -hmm. uh, will play a big role. But, yes, it is a uh, personal decision. Would I nurse a 7-year-old? I don't know. Probably not in my society. But right. was I happy nursing my 4-year-old? Absolutely. And um, the benefits were beyond, you know, belief. Um, she had uh, sinus issues, and um, when we weaned within 3 months, she tripled her ear infections. So I wow. would have gladly gone back mm -hmm. to breastfeeding. <laughs> so I think that one feeding, that one snack a day that she did, you know, for the last two years really helped keep her more healthy. So, but I think, again, if moms knew the benefits to the child, the benefits to them, and that um, it is normal to do this, more women would do it. We do have a hard time when our husbands look at us funny, our mother-in-laws look at us mm -hmm. funny, or strangers go, you're doing that. I breastfed my, you know, when my daughter was two, we were at Disneyland, and it was on the tram. <laughs> and I had, I, did people look? I'm sure they did. Did I care? No, I didn't, because my daughter was tired, and she had fallen, and she needed comforting. Yeah. So, 
How about you guys? Do you think that there's a point, essentially, a mom is breastfed for too long? I feel like that's such a personal issue. I would never want to associate a number because I think it it's different for every family um, and especially for every child. I don't have a number in mind for myself. I'm just going to keep doing it for as long as we both want to. And I mean, I guess if I had to put a number, I'd say around three or four. For yourself? For myself. And then I think maybe I would probably (laughs) (laughs) be done. But I mean, he's... Like I said, it's something that we share together and and it's more of like a snack and comfort thing now. So, I mean, I don't, it doesn't really, it doesn't interfere with my life at all. So why stop? Everybody does their research about things. And so I knew that worldwide four is the most common age. And it only makes sense because usually what we do is to socialize. And so the reason why everybody elsewhere um, breastfeeds until their age four is because that's when universally everybody starts school so mm-hmm. then you wean then because now you're in a social different social environment and and the children make decisions and so forth and so if i'm a stay-at-home mom or if i'm a mom and i decide that i'm gonna breastfeed up until four because that's until they move on to their next like major socialization phase and that only makes sense and that's kind of the answer that I want to give people interestingly enough before I became a mom I would always say I'm always the kind of person like why do you ask and by the way and kind of be more forthright about those things (laughs) and so as a mom I've become a little more um, reserved about those responses and so but I do want to tell people (laughs) and see their reaction like you know universally four years old is a more common age than the rest of the world when they ask you know when are you going to stop but um, like I said I'm just comfortable knowing that I have the support of my husband that like when the husband you know when the kid decides and like and there are these like soft rules we make but we know that those soft rules like oh yeah and then this happened and we just kept on going <laughs> and so I think it's really important to to listen to the people who are involved in that relationship when you make a change and so if the kid says we're a keep on that's what we're doing then that's what we're doing yeah I think it depends a lot on your social circle, your culture. My husband's family is from Bolivia, and so he and my mother-in-law are like, go for it, take it, <laughs> take it all as far as you can take it, and that's really great to have them supporting us. And uh, But I am a part of this broader culture that we live in, in in our community, and so I do feel like the whole thing I mentioned about kind of not really – liking to breastfeed in public and rose you mentioned how you don't tell people often that you Mm -hmm. breastfed until four and it kind of makes me sad because i think you know if everyone else in the world is doing it until four um maybe everyone else here is doing it until four and we just we're all too ashamed or maybe if we we would kind of be if i would be a little more brave about it i'd find a a different circle of people Mm -hmm. that i'm not so um different from so yeah, I don't have a number either. Um, I, I think I think I'll go with your number since we're in a <laughs> circle. Um, yeah, I think what's exciting about um, talking about the benefits. One of the things my husband's most proud of is my baby's never been sick. And my husband and I were both very sickly growing up. We both had asthma allergies. I had eczema, atopic dermatitis, all kinds of things. And knowing that our child so far isn't allergic to anything, and I don't even know the age when they get allergic to things. Um, Being a parent is stressful enough. Um, My child's never been sick. So I don't know what it's going to be like when he gets sick. And like you said, Rose, if I just keep on doing it, 
he's not going to get sick. And I kind of like my body losing weight. So if, if that's just the way it's going to be so I can be as fabulous as I then we're good. Maybe seven. And, and that's one of the things that some of the research is showing is if you have a family history of allergies, asthma, breastfeeding can make an impact on that. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wanted to mention is some, some women that have nursed longer have been accused of doing it for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to force a two-year-old to nurse? Totally. If that child does not want to nurse, he is not going to nurse. And so you have mother-led weaning and you have baby-led weaning. If the child does not want to nurse, you cannot make him nurse. So for the mom to be accused of doing it for her selfish reasons, uh, that's not true. Because if the child doesn't want to, he doesn't want to. The other issue is we don't see some of the same comments. If you see a one-year-old or a two-year-old sitting in the restaurant taking a bottle, do you? Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of not fair, so to speak, is that if I'm going to be criticized for breastfeeding in public in a restaurant for a one- or two-year-old, isn't it rightly so that I can complain that the mom two, two tables over is bottle feeding in public? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you don't hear the same comments regarding the bottle feeding because in our society, bottle feeding is the norm and it should be the other way around. Breastfeeding should be the norm. Absolutely. Or if you were to give your child medicine and, you know, breast milk is the best medicine, the best preventative measure, I'll say. If you were to give your child medicine, no one would say anything. But if you're giving your child breast milk, people kind of get a little testy about that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rose, for offering your insight into the benefits of breastfeeding past one year. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we wrap things up, here's Wendy Wright talking about breastfeeding tips for the working mom. Hi, Boob Group listeners. I'm Wendy Wright, an internationally board-certified lactation consultant and owner of Lactation Navigation in Palo Alto, California. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions about returning to work as a breastfeeding mother, such as, what are the rules for milk storage? Milk storage is a difficult concept. Um, We pump during the day, and then we need to store our milk in order to provide it the next day for our infants. Let me summarize a general guideline for milk storage. Room temperature milk can be stored for up to 10 hours at room temperature. Milk is very, very stable. If you know you're going to be near a refrigerator, if you have refrigeration available, of course that's a better alternative than room temperature. However, sometimes on the work site, um, refrigeration is not available. Maybe you forgot your ice pack that day. I just want you to know that it will be stable for up to 10 hours so you will not have to throw it away throughout the day as you pump. I also would like to let you know that in the refrigerator, milk can be kept up to eight days. Again, if we know we're going to freeze it soon, let's get it in the freezer right away. But if you find a bottle of milk in your refrigerator that's three or four days old, feel 100% certain that you can absolutely feed that to your baby. Room temperature, 10 hours, refrigeration, eight days, and then in the freezer, up three to four months. 
So keep in mind, we avoid storing our milk in the door of the freezer and try to have it back in the center where the temperature varies less and where it is colder. And again, three to four months, all bags should be labeled with the Sharpie date of pumping, and that way you'll know exactly when that milk is expired. Containers to use for milk storage can be plastic or glass. Um, they can be hard-sided or soft-sided, well-fitting tops, or the freezer milk bags are excellent, um, offered by many different brands. It's best to freeze milk flat in the bottom of your freezer, and then you can stand it up like a deck of cards, and it will take a lot less space in each of your freezer or refrigerator areas. In order to warm milk, simply thaw or warm it under running water, Swirl gently to combine the low-fat and the high-fat milk. And remember, never use a microwave on breast milk. The last thing I'd like to mention is a storage schedule that you can work in to your daily pumping routine. For example, Sunday night, pull milk out of the freezer and thaw it overnight for a baby to drink on Monday when you're not together. Monday, pump milk to provide to the baby on Tuesday by simply refrigerating overnight. Tuesday's milk that is pumped feeds the baby on Wednesday. Wednesday's milk feeds baby on Thursday. Thursday's milk feeds baby on Friday. And then Friday's milk is brought home, packaged and frozen, breastfeed all weekend directly from the breast. And then again, Sunday night, you can take your oldest milk out of your freezer and provide it for the baby on Monday morning. This way, baby's only receiving frozen milk once a week. Fresh is best, if at all possible, and we're not only rotating our refrigerator, but our freezer supply. Also need to mention that once milk is thawed from the freezer, it can be refrigerated for up to 24 hours and must be consumed within 24 hours, otherwise it should be discarded. I hope you found that helpful. Thanks so much for listening. Visit www.lactationnav.com for more great information about my business, Lactation Navigation. And be sure to listen to the Boob Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support. Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and our Facebook page to offer your story describing your experience with breastfeeding your child past infancy. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775 and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. If you have a breastfeeding topic you'd like to suggest, we'd love to hear it. Simply visit our website at theboobgroup.com and send us an email through the contact link. Coming up next week, we'll be discussing partial breastfeeding when supplements other than breast milk are needed. Thank you for listening to The Boob Group because mothers know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. 
Introducing a new collection, Hanna Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hanna quality for your most precious gift. Hanna Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.